Well, good morning, Power Place. Go ahead and uh, stand with us for worship this morning. Welcome to the house this morning. Go ahead and uh, just welcome your neighbor to the house this morning. Hey, welcome. Welcome to church this morning. Glad to see you. Glad you're here. Anybody excited to be in the house this morning? Yeah, amen. Hey, before we enter into worship this morning, I, I just felt like I was supposed to share again, just a reminder of, of, of what Pastor Zay has been telling us is, hey, these altars are open, they're available. I'm gonna go ahead and open them right away uh, this morning for you to enter into worship if you wanna enter in with more. It's one of those things where so many times you, you see the altar space and it's like, oh man, what are they going down for? Or, hey, they must really need something. Or, oh man, they're, they're getting their life together if they're coming forward uh, to the altar. And this morning, I'm, I'm gonna give you the freedom and say, hey, this, this altar is if you just want more. If you want, if you want to be free in the presence of God this morning, hey, come on forward. Uh, come, come from moment, go, if that's you. Um, just wanna open those altars for you this morning. And then I just wanna, I just wanna encourage you, uh, Ashton and I were going through a Devo here uh, just about a month ago, and this, this Devo hit me hard. And so I'm gonna encourage you with it, with it this morning. Uh, it starts off with this. It says, this is a quote by Oswald Chambers. He said, worship is giving back to God what God has given to you. The question then arises, how? And he answers it with Psalm 95, six. And it says, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. And he, he goes on to say in, in, this, in this Devo, how marvelous an exhortation, let us worship. It's not a command, he is calling, let, look, such a privilege. Let us means don't let this pass by. Don't move on without entering it. Don't move on without experiencing what God has for you. He goes on to say, let me give an explanation in earthly terms. If a man throws the winning lottery ticket into the garbage, not only would we go snatch it up immediately, but we would immediately point out that that man, point at that man and say, there walks the greatest fool known to man. Yes, far more of a tragedy would it be for a man to turn even the slightest coldness towards such an insurmountable invitation to bow and to see, to lay in a door, to look and to live. Odo worshiping about him. So I just wanna encourage us this morning, man, what a, what a privilege we have to enter into a moment with the Father this morning, to enter into a, a, a time to say, hey God, I, I simply lay everything down and I just wanna meet with you. So go ahead and just lift your hands all over this, this, this room this morning. Let's just begin to welcome into in the house today. God, we, we just welcome you today, God. Lord, would you just come and just have your way. God, we just, we wanna come and adore you this morning. God, we wanna come and just, just spend moments with our Father, with our, our Lord and our Savior today, God. We just praise you today, God. We just lift you up, God, in adoration and thanksgiving this morning, God. We just say, come and meet us here this morning. We love you and we praise you in your name. Amen. Let's worship together.
altar call for those who want to receive the Holy Spirit this morning and the gift of speaking in tongues. I don't know if that's you this morning, but if it is, would you please make your way down here? We want to pray with you. We want to believe that God is going to fill you up to overflowing because there's such a beautiful anointing and a beautiful authority that comes when we get the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us and He wants it for us. He's begging us to take it and all we have to do is ask and you shall receive. So if that's you this morning and you want to receive the gift of speaking in tongues, just begin to ask Him, lift your hands to Him, say, Father, I want more. God, I want the gift to be able to speak in tongues. God, to speak directly to the Father's heart this morning. I want the authority that comes when the Holy Spirit comes upon me. Just like in the upper room when the tongues of fire laid upon the the tops of their heads and people thought that they were crazy no that is the gift that the spirit gives you there's an authority that comes in that there's a joy that comes in that there's a power that comes through that and so this morning father we thank you we thank you holy spirit that you want to come and you want to move and you want to anoint us and you want to give us those gifts god they're there for us to receive if we're just willing to ask god we're asking this morning we're fresh outpouring if that's also you and you want more of the Holy Spirit this morning if you want more of what he has for you just begin to ask him for that in this moment Holy Spirit I want more I want more of the gifts that you have in your word I want more I want more Holy Spirit I want more anointing more authority God i 
praise we're preparing a highway for the king of kings begin to lift up your praise to the heavens it's breaking strongholds it's freeing captives setting prisoners free all because of our praise to you jesus oh because of our praise to you jesus 
visual of beams of individual light all over the place there's there's these beams of of light and as we begin to worship those those beams just begin to grow and and the lord he spoke to my spirit he said man spiritual stature is growing in the house spiritual stature is expanding in the house yeah come on and the, the thing that was so cool is the, the lord he brought to mind matthew 5 Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says, you are the light of the world, you, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither people light a lamp and put it under a bowl, right? Confine it. Instead, they put it on a stand for it to give everyone in the house light, right? So that everyone can see. And it was so cool, because as we continued to worship, those beams of light just began to, to band together, right? And it, be, it began to produce this, this massive light that was like so blinding. And it's so cool to me that, that I feel like that's exactly what God is doing in the house. Right? He, he's expanding that spiritual stature. Yeah, come on. He's expanding that spiritual stature, and we're uniting to make this, this massive band of light that means that our, our community is not going to be able to escape. Right? Our, our schools aren't going to be able to escape. Right? The, the, the power of God, the light of the Father that is going to just flood this area. So I just, I just want to pray that over us. I just wanna pray that that spiritual stature would just continue to grow, right? That we would make room, and as we make room, that, that light would just be con- continue to get brighter and brighter. So, so God, we just I pray for, for all those in the room this morning, God. Lord, I pray that spiritual stature would just continue to grow, God. Lord, I pray for expansion in hearts and lives, God, that as we come together, as we band together, God, would it be a, a light that, that cannot be escaped, God? Would it be a, a light for our community, for Kenneth Square, for, for the surrounding area, for Chester County, that, that cannot be escaped, God? Your light, God, that it would just would shine through, God, us as your vessels, God, us, us as your tools, God. Lord, I pray that you, you'd use us, God, to see lives transformed, God, to see life just come to know you, God, to see salvation here, God, to see miracles here, God, to see wonders here, God, to see you move, God, like never before in this area, God, would you do a new thing among us, I pray, God, do a new thing here, God, in the power place, through this house, God, through us, God, Lord, do a new thing here, I pray, Jesus, God, thank you, God, thank you for what you're doing right now, Father, thank you, God, that you're expanding, God, you're expanding our capacity, God, God, you're expanding our light. God, you're expanding our reach. God, you're expanding, God, God, our, our, our productivity, God. God, thank you this morning, Jesus. God, thank you this morning, Jesus. We love you, Lord. God, we praise you, Jesus. God, we thank you for your presence in this house, God. Lord, we thank you for just your, your touch this morning, God. God, we thank you for your nearness this morning, Jesus. God, we thank you for, for meeting with us, God. God, just thank you that you're a God that is close. Thank you that you're a Father that is near. God, a Father that just just wants to be with us, Lord. Thank you for it, Jesus. And we bless you this morning. 
we praise you this morning. We just lift you up in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. 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 Go ahead and just, just wrap someone up around you. Just give them a great big hug as you're heading back to your seats. Welcome them to the power place this morning. And I'm seeing big bear hugs all over the room this morning. So good. But isn't that the power place? I mean, the power place is here because we embrace each other. We love each other, right? We, we, you, you're welcome here. And so just go ahead and uh, just I want to say welcome to the house this morning. Uh, just so grateful that you're here uh, worshiping with us, those that are, that are worshiping online as well. Thanks for joining us this morning. Um, if you're new, we, we welcome you. We're, we're glad you're here. Uh, there's a, a green New Here card in the seat back in front of you. Go ahead and fill that out. Uh, take it out to our connection bar after service. We have a gift for you. We love to connect with you. Just uh, even just fill you in on, on some more things that are happening, ways that you can get involved and plugged in. Um, we just want to get you welcomed to the family here. Um, this is one thing that, that is happening here this, this next week for all of our ladies in the room. Any, any ladies in the room this morning? Yes. We are having our ladies' night this next Tuesday, okay? This next Tuesday at 7 p.m. What time? 7. seven. Hey, if you're here before that, you're early. If you're here after that, you're late. So 7 p.m., you're going to want to be here. It's just an awesome time to fellowship. I need to sow into what God is doing here. Um, so I'm just going to pray for the offering, and then we'll continue on with our service this morning. So God, we just thank you for what you are doing in and through this house, God. But I just thank you that you're moving in a new way. God, I pray that you would just bless those that are, that are sowing, God, those that are, that are uh, just giving just wholeheartedly, giving of themselves completely. God, I pray that you would just bless their homes. God, I pray you'd pour out upon their... And I like it. I woke Roman up this morning. He was like, Dad, is it earlier than normal? I was like, yeah. He goes, okay. I was like, yeah, but it's, it's in the fours. Good morning. Yeah, man, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm excited to be uh, in the house this morning because there's no better place than being in his house. Have you noticed how welcoming his presence is in his house? You ever, you ever had someone come to your front door and, uh, and you don't want them to come in? Have you never noticed that it's really hard to get someone out of your house, whereas it's really easy to let them in? This is why we always talk about setting up boundaries because if you don't have any boundaries in place, those people that you don't want in come in, and then it's very hard to get them to leave. You ever have that person that thinks that your fridge is their fridge? It's really hard to shut down a normal lifestyle of going to your fridge and grabbing whatever the heck they want, rather than saying, hey, my fridge is your fridge, open door. My fridge is your fridge. Go ahead and help yourself. Now, every time they come over, your fridge doors are open, and that's a problem. It's really easy to let them in, very hard to close the door. I'm telling you what, God is doing some major things in this house because you walk in this house and you never want to leave. That's why we're worshiping for an hour every Sunday, because when you're in his presence, there's just something different about it. There's something, the weight of the world on the outside of these walls does not come in and it can leave with you and go wherever you go if you want it to. 
If your whole lifestyle is, is weighted over from seeing things in this world, then I would challenge you to get your relationship with God right. Because something has to be off if you're feeling the weight of the world. Because you can't feel the weight of the world because Jesus took that upon his back on the cross. So the moment he took that weight on the cross, you didn't have to bear it anymore. So those of you that are bearing it, I, I, I challenge you this morning, give it up. Give it up. The power place exists to help people encounter his presence daily, to be empowered by his spirit and his word, and uh, so that we can engage with your, our world around us. That's, that's why we exist. My name is Pastor Isaiah. I'm here because God has called us here to Kennett Square to, to create an atmosphere literally revolving around him and nothing else. It's about his presence and nothing else. We come into his presence to enjoy his presence and nothing else. That's why we schedule out the service. Every minute is scheduled. And then we hand the schedule to him and say, Lord, wreck it. We're prepared and planned and ready. But Lord, it's your agenda this morning. So whatever you want to do. We're going to be good stewards of our time. But out of that, Lord, you go ahead and steward us this morning. Whatever you want to do in the room this morning, we give you the availability. And I tell you what, what it does as a church, as, 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 a, as a staff, what it does when you hand God the room is you give him full control to do whatever he wants. And then what happens is when his presence falls, things get wrecked. Things that you walked in that are attached to you cannot hold onto you any longer because of his presence. That's why we're talking about being filled with this Holy Spirit, like this speaking in tongues so many times because when you start to speak with that heavenly language like a weapon, it starts to divide and conquer things, taking it off of you, saying, I'm, I'm done, I, I delete it, I get rid of it, there's no more place here in, in, in this area for it, and so it, it starts to eliminate things from you just by being in his presence. Not knowing what to say, not having the perfect, the perfect prayer set up and being like, oh man, I just, if someday I really want to pray like that. No, no, no. Pray like God leads you to pray. Yesterday we had a Billy and Brittany shower here at the church and uh, my daughter, London, and uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law's son, Porter, prayed us out and their prayers as 10-year-olds would erect you. Like I was sitting in the back, I'm like, oh Lord, <laughs> I feel your presence. So good. And, and London's up there praying. And, uh, and, and when, when, she, when we, she got done, I was like, London, that was powerful. She's like, it was? I was like, yeah, it was so powerful. She's like, oh, good. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, that, that is just God speaking through you. God speaking through you. She goes, well, I was a little worried when I got up there, but I just closed my eyes and pictured it was just me, Billy, and Brittany. Aunt, Bi Uncle, Aunt Billy and Uncle Brittany. Um, she, she's like, that's what I pictured. I was like, that's, that's awesome. Because really, that's all it really was. At Jesus. Nobody else was in the room because nobody else matters. And we'll, if we'll get this, if we'll get this mentality, if we'll get this picture in our mind, when we come into the presence of God, nobody else in the room matters. Nobody else in the room matters. We talked about this on, uh, on Friday night at men's group, that, that literally the, the people around us, they're not your worry. They're not your worry. We, we, don't, we don't come in here and praise for someone else. We're not praising because the cameras are floating in front of us and, oh, I better praise. Here comes the camera. No, 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 I want to be so lost in his presence that someone could literally like tag me in stories and I have no clue until I leave here and I'm like, what? I got tagged? Because it's not about that. It's about him. 
It's not about Jenny or Jeff or whoever else is sitting around you that they came in. Listen, if you bring a new friend into the house, be prepared to sit there and be like, oh no, it's getting awkward. <laughs> Just be prepared. I'm gonna go ahead and set you up. When you bring someone new in, you're gonna have a moment in your gut where you get sick and you're like, oh no, I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> it's getting weird. Why? Because we're only worried about his presence. We ain't worried about those because they're gonna be drawn to his presence. Why? Because originally from birth, they came from his presence. He created them in the womb. They're just being drawn back to his presence. It was from originality, from birth, that they're now being drawn back to his presence. That's why when they feel the Holy Spirit, they feel something different. They're like, why, why do I feel like this, this warm feeling? Like, I don't know, did you drink a lot? You could have peed your pants, I don't know, just check yourself. Like, why, why do I feel so warm? It's because his presence is natural for you. You've just gotten out of the natural. You've removed yourself from his presence. That's why you feel so cold on the outside of these walls. That's why when you come in here, you feel so warm because you're going back to your original state. That's why he sent his son to die on a cross because he said, hey, listen, what's going on there? I need to, I need to, I need to get rid of that so that they can have some freedom. And that's why this church exists, to revolve around his presence systems, organization, all that stuff. Yeah, it matters on the outside of his presence, but his presence is the driving force of this house. It is the driving force of this house, and it should be the driving force of your house. It should be the driving force of your house. We're talking about fresh fruit. We're in a new series, Fresh Fruit. Can everybody give it up for Pastor Luke for driving into a great word yesterday, last week? So good. So good. I love it that that's our students' pastor because, you know, like, in, in normal church, like, your students' pastor should be, like, you know, a little strung out, a little out there, you know, whatever. Presence-driven youth pastor. Like, I love that. And you're gonna be able to hear in a couple weeks from Pastor Jeremy, our kids and family pastor, and you're gonna be able to see a presence-driven kids and family pastor. Like, that's what we're hungry for around here. If you're hungry for anything else other than his presence, this probably isn't your house. Because the only thing we care about is him. When he's in the room, you feel it. You feel it, and if you don't feel it, you drive in until you do. We come into his presence and we wait, we drive in, we wait, we drive in, we wait until his presence falls. And when his presence falls, things change and you feel it. If you're struggling at home, you're hitting some walls at home, I challenge you in your private moments at home, drive in until you feel them. If you're driving in your car, drive in until you feel them. I always speed up until I feel them. I'm like, Lord, I'm at 125 when you coming. Drive in until you feel them. Drive in until you feel them. Drive in until you feel them. If you've got your heavenly language speaking in tongues, speak it until you feel them. When you wake up in the morning, just start. Just start, just start going at it. Wilbur always looks at me, he's like, like are, you, are you speaking Spanish? <laughs> it's great, that's my dog. But I love it. You drive in until you feel them. Why, because at the end of the day, we're all human. So we're disconnected until we connect ourselves. 
Everybody wants God to show up and wreck us. You're like, you get out of bed and be like, oh, Lord, I feel you. No, 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 you drive in until you feel that. You drive in, why? God doesn't need a reminder that he's all powerful, but you do. So that's why we drive in. We drive in to wake our own spirits up. It's like, hey, you've been resting for a while. It's time to wake up. Come on, church, this is where it's at. We're in 2022. It's the time to wake up. It's the time to wake up. That's why this year is the year of expansion because we're expanding in all areas, not just territory. Territory is great to take over. Why? Because, oh, we're growing in space. We're growing in number. Things are growing. Uh, and, oh, it's not about numbers. Yes, it is, because numbers are souls. And if we don't grow by number, we're a stagnant church. And that is not something I was called to run. We're not called to stand over uh, the, the same 35 people for the rest of our lives. No, 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 no. God said, be fishers of men, constantly casting out and reeling in. So wait, we should be worried about numbers? Yes, you should. You should constantly be driving forward to see more come to Jesus. Constantly, constantly. That's why we're growing. We're expanding in territory. We're expanding in number. We're expanding in our, our spiritual language. We're gonna expand in our depth of the word. Why? Because we need to know our word better than we know the newspaper, better than we know the latest news article that came out. We need to know the word better than we know the latest gossip going around town. We need to know the word more than the latest gossip at work. We need to know the word. I don't need to know the latest about Susie. I need to know the latest about God. I need to know what's inspired by his word. This is why we read the word every year. Why? You're reading the same book over and over again? Yes, because it's the inspired word of God, and as you read it, he re-inspires you. Every time, I can read the same verse over and over and over again, and every time I read that verse, I'm like, man, I got something new. How do you get something new out of the same thing you read over and over again? Because it's the inspired word of God and it came directly from him. I want uh, my mother-in-law, Debbie Grandici, to come up and share a word that God put on her heart, and she shared it with me this last week, and I said, you need to come up and share that. So would you give it up for my mother-in-law, Debbie Grandizio? We're just um, singing about a memory being a victory, and um, Whenever God shows me something or tells me something, I write it down. I got gobs of journals at home because I forget. And about three years ago, we were all at Dream Team meeting, and I was back there and, um, you know, had my arms up, were praising God, and God sh showed me this entire sanctuary had fruit falling from it, pineapples, great fruit I couldn't even, um, I, I didn't even know what, dragon fruit, all this stuff, and it was filling the sanctuary, and we were all laughing, and Isaiah was about, he was trying to make it to the platform, and he was laughing so hard, and he was trying to get over the fruit as the fruit was falling on him, and I thought, that's really cool, Lord. That, that's really cool. So I told him, I told your mom and dad, and then I went home and I wrote it down, and you know, when things, when God tells you stuff, just write it down, because you will forget. This happened to me um, for uh, April 7th, 2019 is when I saw this. So I wrote it down. I thought, oh, that's cool, Lord. And then I saw the new um, name of the series, Fresh Fruit, and it reminded me, and I got my journal back out, and I went back. And this thought, I don't know if it was God or me, but this thought came, the fruit of the, um, the uh, gifts of the Spirit is given. You can ask him for gifts of the Spirit, but it's his discretion whether he's going to give you which gift to whom. 
But the fruit of the Spirit, that has to be developed. And I remember our parents had an old uh, Polaroid camera. They'd take a picture, and we would take that picture, and we'd wave it and develop it. And I just sense in my spirit that God has been waving the power place, developing this church, and it is now coming into fruition, pun intended. So I just praise God. I Amen. Come on, can you give it up for his word? For his word. That was in 2019, the year that everything fell apart. And God was prophetically speaking into this house for this year. The year that everything fell apart, God was prophetically speaking. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Don't go by what you see. Don't go by what you feel. That's what everybody else is going to do. Remember, you're a child of mine. Remember, you're a son and daughter of mine. And when I say fruit go, it listens. We are children of fresh fruit. And if your fruit is struggling this morning, God wants to bring some fertilizer in and help your roots. Because fruit is coming to the house and I don't want you to miss out on it by feeling like you got some squishy apples. Do you remember when we went through this series last year? We talked about the squishy fruit, this fruit that's like, mm. I believe that what God has been doing over the year has been a prepping of spirits. He has been prepping us and prepping us and getting us ready, tilling the ground, taking care of it, getting us ready for harvest. And we are entering into one of the most fruitful seasons we have ever seen at the power place. Yeah. Amen. For the three people that believe it, I agree. I'm with you, man. Amen. It has been the best year at the power place thus far out of 18 years. I'm telling you, we're only, we're only, I mean, how far are we in? March? What is coming next? You know, uh, something that I've, I've learned is battling always comes when building. So when, as we build, we are going to battle some. Okay, so understand this. You know, oh, we're talking about fresh fruit. It must be, it must be great because whenever I see fresh fruit, like, you know, I think of like tropical islands and beaches and all that stuff. Yes, 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 yes. But there's battling on the way. Because to get to the tropical island, you got to take the flight. And we all know flying is from Satan. It's true. We just flew. I'll remind you, flying is from Satan. If you haven't flown in a while, you get that one stewardess that's a mask Nazi. Gosh. <laughs> Nathan, if you're watching this morning, praying for you, love you. Met him on a Southwest flight on the way to Texas. Me and Nathan had some deep conversations about God and who he is without our masks on. And, uh, and God moved in an incredible way in the flight. Nathan, I had scheduled to watch a movie with my wife, and I, I bailed on the movie for you, so I love you. 
But it's amazing to me how strategically God is. Strategic God is. He sets up strategic conversations. He sets up things that move us in ways that boggle our minds. Why? Because we're presence-driven. We rest in his presence. Nothing else matters, so when someone comes into his presence, they automatically feel it. Nathan remembers, he was walking down the aisle, the Southwest flight was full, and so everybody was finding spare chairs. I have the wife with a small bladder, so she likes to sit on the aisle seat, so we had the window seat wide open. He was walking down the aisle, he had a nice man beard, so I made sure to compliment his man beard. I said, sir, that's a very nice beard you have. He looked at his wife ahead of him and he said, hey, honey, I'm gonna sit here. And he bailed and, and sat down next to me. You know what's funny? And I never shared this with Nathan, but I felt a nudge in my spirit to compliment his beard. And I couldn't figure out why. And that's the way the Holy Spirit works. He will nudge you in the weirdest ways. And that's why I always say, don't be worried about being weird. Be worried about being normal, because the moment that you're normal, you've lost all, uh, literally, clarity with God. Be okay with being weird so that God can use you in weird ways to connect people to his kingdom. Why? Because people matter to him. We're just focused on his presence, and they come in. That's why we always talk about being so full. You're pressed down, shaking together, and running over so that people slip in the overflow. I want people to slip in my overflow. Why? Because his presence means so much to me that everything else doesn't matter until it comes into the overflow. Amen. Matthew 21, uh, verse 18 through 22. God said this in my spirit so strongly, and so I felt like we're gonna start here. You're gonna be like, wait, why are we sharing this? I thought we were talking about fresh fruit. I want, I want, I want to read this to you, and I want, I want to challenge us as a church. It says, early in the morning, as Jesus was on his way back I'm sorry, this is the wrong one. I'm going 1 Samuel. I'm sorry, I'm just flipping on you. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 3, verse 1. It says, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp, the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you, go back and lie down. So he went and laid down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. My son Eli said, I did not call, go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down, and if he calls you again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And then the Lord spoke. When God brought me this verse, it was like he punched me in the spirit with this verse and said, warn my people, because I've been speaking to them for, for a long time, and they keep wandering, not knowing it's me. And I felt in my spirit that I was supposed to come and give a warning for you to tune your ear to the proper voice. Tune your ear to the proper voice. 
The number one way to get fresh fruit is to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. The moment you get distracted from the promptings of the Holy Spirit, your fruit will start to, to uh, shrivel up. Samuel was in a spot where he had not yet been revealed to God. He, there, was, there was not a connection there. A lot of us come into this house, but yet we have not connected to God. We've been in his presence, but there's been no connection there. And so every time we hear a, a, a voice, we go running, looking for the answer. When we need to sit in his presence until he reveals the answer. So I challenge us as a church Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Let that be your response to the voice. It's funny. This morning, Roman walked into my room after I had woke him up. And he said, Dad, I keep hearing my name be called. Are you calling my name? And I was like, oh, great. I'm literally preaching on this today. So I looked at him. I was like, yo, number one, that's creepy. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I wasn't going to try to freak him out. I was like, did you check your closet? No, I didn't say that either. <laughs> I, said, I said, Roman, next time you hear that, I want you to say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. He goes, what? <laughs> I was like, might as well. I mean, he's confused about it. I don't know where it's coming from. It might just be Jesus trying to get a hold of the seven-year-old that's in my house. You never know. And so he was like, okay. And he walked out of the room like nothing ever happened. Guess what? I don't care how old you are. Me and Brittany are saying it a lot now. There is no junior Holy Spirit. There is no, there's no small Holy Spirit, big Holy Spirit. Oh, you're a young adult. You better get the young adult Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. If we went by that, then it would be cold Holy Spirit, colder Holy Spirit. Oh, I just found the Holy Spirit. We ain't going by that. It's not kid, young adult, uh, adult. No, 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 no. We're not, we're not going that way. That's, that's the way the world would look at it. Oh, you're young. You don't have any wisdom. No. The Bible says, hey, that, that, that child is speaking with childlike faith. They're speaking from a place that they don't know what you know. So they're going to go ahead and speak out in faith with the mustard seed. And you watch mountains be moved as those children start to speak forth prophecy. You watch as they start to say, my body is whole in Jesus' name. I'm, I'm not going to be tainted by the world and what it says. I'm not going to be tainted by a doctor and what they say. No, if, if, if my God says he can, then he will. That's it. And then what you do is you start to raise the next generation to being a young adult on fire for God, not having to worry about college age, falling back and going away and living in sin and going to the bar and doing this and hanging out with the wrong friends. Why? Because we've raised them from birth with a fear of God. Remember, fearing God is not to be afraid of him. I don't run away and try to hide from God and be like, oh, I'm so worried about doing wrong, so I'm just gonna sit here behind this tree and hopefully I'm, I'll be good. No, 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 Fearing God is to be terrified to be away from him. I, I'm, 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 I'm terrified to be away from your presence. All I want is your presence. So anything and everything else doesn't matter except for being in your presence. And you know, it's crazy because you can feel when you've been away from his presence. You can that's why we encourage huge in this house daily encounters with him. Because if you don't have daily encounters, you'll notice. 
You'll notice, we talked about this in men's group. We talked about one fire being started uh, uh, over in Coatesville, the other fire being started uh, over in, we'll say Phoenixville. So you've got two different areas going on and, and they're having personal encounters on a daily basis. And then when they come into the house of God in Kennett Square, their fires combine and, and burst. And this is what happens all over the place. We've got uh, a many a city represented in the church this morning from an hour and five minutes away to three minutes away. Okay, we've got a lot, of, a lot of houses represented in the house this morning. And then we've got people watching online, everybody having their daily encounters, basically starting their fire to last the storm. And you're maintaining your fire daily with daily encounters with him. Reading your word, praying until you feel him. Getting in the private place. Getting in the secret place. Driving into his presence. And then you come in on a Sunday morning, and we can't help but to dance. We can't help but to worship. We can't help but to yell. <laughs> That's why we can't help but to respond. Why do we talk about volume in the house so much? Because I've read enough of the word of God to know that volume makes things break. It just does. It just does. Well, I don't like how loud it is. Well, there's earplugs in the back. You can wear those. And if you don't like the volume with the earplugs in, I don't got a response for that one. I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not a church that, that tends to people. I, I, love, I love Pastor Greg and his mentality because his mentality is people will come if we just focus on the presence. And my dad has never cared what people thought. If he did, we'd have closed down in the first year we opened. Everybody telling us, number one, our name was awful. Everybody was like, oh, your name. What does that even mean? You should be like Kennedy Assembly. <laughs> Kennedy Assembly? <laughs> no. Presence-driven church. The power place where you're going to encounter his presence. And that's our only focus. And if people like it, great. If they don't, Okay. Doesn't matter. Why? Because we have one charge from heaven. Go, go and find my presence. And as we come into his presence, we feel him in a way that we can't explain. We feel him in a way that we, 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 it's so hard to even get out how we feel. Matthew 21, 18 verse tw through 22, it says, early in the morning as Jesus was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it but found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. Man, say for being fresh fruit series, this is all pretty downing so far. <laughs> I agree. And honestly, I, I feel like I'm, I'm here this morning as a whole, as a warning. Because there's a lot of us walking around with just leaves. And you're worried and concerned, and that's why you come, but you have not yet put yourself in daily encounters in his presence, so you still walk with numb ears and blind eyes trying to find answers that you'll never find. You will never find them. Why? Because you're walking around dried up, shriveled up with just leaves. That's why when people come into your presence, when they leave your presence, they don't change. Because you're not, you're, you, you, you have nothing to give them. They're hungrier when they leave your presence than they are when they meet your presence. 
And that's a problem. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did the fig tree wither so quickly, they asked. Jesus replied, truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Figless trees are not useful to the kingdom. Look at your neighbor and say, are you a figless tree? That's a fun one to say. You know, we say the saying all the time, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. I think we should change it and say, show me your figs and I'll show you your results. I thought that one was pretty funny. Why? Because if you got no fruit, you have no results. And a lot of us are walking around dried up because of years of, of being uh, beat down by whether it's our extended family, maybe our, our, our in-house family, whatever it is, and you're walking around with, with, with debt over your eyeballs, you, you can't see straight, you've got health problems in your house, you've got issues with your children, you've got issues with your husband or your wife, and, and you're just walking and you're like, I don't even know how to survive. And I would challenge that with, how many daily encounters have you had this week? Because I am telling you the truth. You do not need a counselor. You only need the counselor. I am telling you the truth. Bible is what you need. Prayer is where you should be. God can fix everything. He's the greatest counselor there is. I'm not coming against counseling, but I want you to understand. Go to him first. You should be, you should be striving to be in his presence. And when you get into his presence, it's funny, coming into his presence with marriage issues, leaving his presence with peace. Yeah. Not the fix, peace. And with peace, I can talk to my frustrated. God, you don't know the conversations I had at work today. I'm frustrated. Come into his presence. Start speaking in tongues until you feel them. Try to leave that conversation with him with that frustration. You can't. Why? Because his presence, mm, it eliminates the weight. You got a son or a daughter that's running away from God, just driving into the world and everything it has. Every time you call them, it just gets them more fired up. They started doing things just to tick you off. I feel it in my spirit right now. You're, you're a parent and you're so frustrated because your children are running. I don't know who you are, but you're in this room this morning. And you are, they're, they're running, and now they're doing things just to get under your skin. Oh, you want to be a Bible thumper? Watch this. I'm telling you. Right here. Right here. This is it. This is all you need. Daily encounters. Daily. 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 Well, uh, you know, I've only got about seven minutes in the morning before I leave. Well, I've heard of you can change your, your uh, alarm clock to earlier. That's a new upgrade on iPhone, right? You can change your, you can change your, your wake-up time. Yes? Whew, man, thank the Lord. I, 
I have realized something just recently that the best way that I encounter his presence is by a nap. I'm just kidding. But some of you, you need to take a nap. You're so mean, you need a nap. I'm just gonna go out here on a limb for your husband and for your wife, take a nap. Remove yourself from the room for a good 15 cat. Look at your spouse and say, babe, I'm gonna need 30 minutes, 15 minutes for a nap, 15 minutes in his presence, I'll be back in 30. I'm telling you, you, you're questioning me right now. You're hating on it, but I'm telling you, I'm about ready to change your life. You need to take your alarm clock in the morning, set it for an hour earlier, get up and spend some time in his presence, and watch your kids actually like you. You've been walking around as the brood of the house. Hey! Who did you this? it? Somebody, where's my dinner? I worked all day for this family. Where are you at? You didn't spend any time in his presence. There's, there's no fruit. You got zero fruit. You a figless tree. You dried up, and every time you walk in the house, everybody's like, oh, be careful. The figless dude's here. Watch it. Mr. Attitude coming back. Take your paycheck somewhere else because we don't want you here. God will provide. Yo, man, we've been, we've been praying for mountains to be moved. I pray you would be moved. Listen, time and you don't need to know everything about psychology and working the mind and all the medicines. Just get in his presence. Get in his presence. Get in his presence and watch him move. May we be a church of fig-bearing trees. May we be a church that our trees are planted by streams of living water so that what we do, our attitude we have on life, reflects him. It reflects him. And then when you become a fruit-bearing tree, you now have fruit to share. And this is the most important thing. And this is why Jesus says, go be fishers of men, because you should have extra fruit to put on your pole. You should have extra fruit to put on your hook. When you cast out, you should have fruit that sits in your nets. May we have so much fruit we don't know what to do with it. May we have to build bigger barns to host it. May we have to expand into the next 10,000 to contain it until we have to expand into the next 30,000 to contain it, until we have to expand into the next 60,000 to contain it. May we never be capped off and say, Lord, thank you for what you've done. We're content now. I'm happy. When that son or daughter finally comes back, thank you, Lord, you supplied all my needs. I'm done now. And this is, this, is one of the biggest, this is one of the biggest things that we as Christians do when we get our result. When we actually get our result, we now can take our commitment level back down because we were results driven. And so since we're results driven, 
when we get our result, the drive dissipates. And this is a super warning from the Heavenly Father above. May you not be driven for results, but let results be the extra. Come, walk with me. And as you walk with me, we're going to see things. Not because that's what I'm after, because that's what follows me. <laughs> Elijah and Elisha, you said, what do you want? Elisha could have said anything. He said, I want a double portion of what you have. And then they called the bear out, you know, hey, get those kids. <laughs> that was the greatest part of the verse to me, honestly. Like, yeah, the horse came down, you know, he went up and double portion was great. But the bear eating, I mean, that was fantastic. If you don't know the story, I challenge you, go, go read it because it's a good story. It goes really well in school assemblies. <laughs> it's always my go-to. I'm like, then a bear came out and mauled these children. And they're like, what? John 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. We're going somewhere. Get ready. We're going somewhere. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Pruning is a must. Some of us have some good fruit, and then we've got some branches hanging out that are lacking. Can I challenge you as a church to search yourself for dead branches? Because dead branches are right now dead branches, sucking the life from your alive branches. And you've got to get rid of them, but you can't do it on your own. Only being in his presence will you be able to eliminate them. So I don't know how you are this morning. I don't know what kind of life you've got going on. You've got, you got some figs out here on this branch, but then this branch right back here, this is a sore spot for you, but you keep it around just because. Because pruning hurts. Pruning don't feel good. Why? Because pruning is getting rid of some normals. And some normals in our life that need to go, that God wants to go, those are the normals sometimes that we hold on to the tightest. And we're like, ooh, that hurts, that hurts. My sister, she gave me some plants, 
some, some like plants you have to take care of, inside plants. I've never done inside plants. So she gave them to me and they're like, they're brown on them and they're like long and like they look weird. But like you water them and they're supposed to bring like great oxygen in the house and all this stuff, you know, it's like, whoa. I was never a plant guy because it was like, you know, like hippie style. Now I feel like a hippie. It's great. I got it in my house. I'm like, ooh, you know, like brushing the leaves on my hair and stuff. It's like, does thing, no. So we've got these plants and, and she brought them over and they had some stuff in them. Well, I let, Mimi and Pop came and babysat our house while we were away. And when they were there, Mimi started cutting my plants. She asked my permission. She asked. I came home, and what I had left were like these brown, like kind of ugly. Everything had been like tainted. She, she came in, and she pruned them, and they are more alive now than they ever have been. Now, I didn't know that you were supposed to prune an indoor plant. I've never done indoor plants, so I didn't know this. My knowledge lacked in indoor planting. She came in, she pruned them up, and they look fantastic. And now they're alive, like they're, they're sprouting like crazy. But the pruning doesn't feel good because the pruning gets rid of years of growth. Years of growth. I had a, a tree limb in my backyard. And, and uh, it's funny because I saw the gif whereas, or the, the meme, whatever, of the husband. He's like, babe, I'll be out cutting the tree in the backyard. She's like, nine hours later, he walks in. It was just one branch. I felt like that when I cut down this branch. It was like, you know, 12 hours later, I walked in. I'm like, the branch is down. But I had this branch that was killing my favorite tree in my backyard, and it's a huge tree. And it was this one branch that was going out, and it, and it had died. And so I was like, you know, I think that branch needs to go, you know? So I went and got my chainsaw. <laughs> had to research on YouTube how to start it. Kept flooding the dang thing. <laughs> so I cut the limb down, and it was, it was like, you know, maybe 20, 20 feet long. Big old guy, maybe, you know, 8, 12 inches, somewhere in there. That's a big difference, but, you know, somewhere in there. When I got it off, it was amazing to me to see the tree go more healthy than I ever thought. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't know the benefit of taking off something that had been sucking the life out of the tree. Now, we're almost wrapping up here. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to a close. Some of you have friends in your life that have been revealing to you the branches that need to be cut. But you, in response to their, in response to them pointing out your, in response, you're getting frustrated because of their honesty. In reality, they're right. If you don't get rid of the weight, you'll never be able to run at full capacity. There are things that are holding you back that you're trying to baby, and God is saying, cut it off. Cut it off. You don't need it. There is so much more. There is so much more. Sometimes as people, we get so worried because when we have normality 
and something uh, challenges our normality, it's like, no, 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 whoa, that's change, and I don't do change, you know me. I've got a system, I've got a nice thing set up, I've got rituals that I do, things that happen, you know, like everything, I, I am set up, and you are challenging that, and I don't like that. And God's like, whoa, 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 change it all for me. That's a dead weight holding you back. And if you'll give that to me, oh, the growth that I've got for you, you won't even be able to bear the fruit that I'm about ready to bring on your branches. You're gonna have to start giving it away at a rapid pace. Hebrews 4, verse 12, it says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The word of God is alive and active today. The word of God is alive and active right now. What we read in the word of God, we believe in this house to still be true today. That's why we're a church that believes the Bible from cover to cover. We have not deleted anything or just taken our favorite Instagram posts. Why? Because you can't just take a little a snippet of a, of a passage. You gotta take the whole word. That's why we always say, read 10 verses before and read 10 verses after to get the whole picture. Don't just take an Instagram little snippet. Amen. Amen. And we've got to understand that the active, alive word of God is still working today, and he wants to breathe life into your situation. So I want you right now, just even while you're sitting right now, I want you to start imagining uh, uh, areas in your life that need to be fixed. You can close your eyes right where you're at, because I want you to take a moment with the Father. And I want you to just pray this simple prayer. Lord, expose to me what needs to be exposed. Lord, whatever that is in my life that needs to be cut off, God, this morning, I wanna hand you that. Lord, I want nothing to be holding me back from fresh fruit. So Lord, whatever it is in my life that I need to lay down at your feet this morning, Lord, I do it this morning for you. Right now, he's, he's revealing, it's, it's, this is fantastic. Right now, I just feel, I feel his presence in this room. I feel his presence in this room. He's, he's moving right now. Ooh. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When God starts to peel back layers, it's not a negative. It's not to make you weaker, it's actually to make you stronger. When God starts to reveal some things that need to be changed, it's not to make you weaker, it's to make you stronger. It's not to make you uncomfortable, although we get uncomfortable because of change. It's not to make us uncomfortable, it's to make us stronger. When God takes us to new levels, He's gotta take off some weight to get us there. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. This is why time in his presence is so important. This is why speaking in your heavenly language is so important. You're giving him all of you. Mm. Thank you, Lord. God is revealing right now. He's, he's revealing some things. We're getting ready to have the altars open up. This is gonna be a moment where we can come lay down. We can come lay down. We can lay down those, those branches. We can lay down those dead things this morning. We're getting, ready. We're getting ready to do this. We're gonna do this together. We're gonna do it in unity, okay? We're gonna do it in unity. And here's what I want you to remember. We deleted this two weeks ago. This altar is not about a, a, a judgment zone. When you come forward, it's not, oh man, their marriage must be screwed up. Oh man, they must have bad kids or man, their finances must be. No, 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 this altar is a drawing close to his presence. And this morning, we're gonna be able to lay down some weights that have been holding us back because all we care about is being in his presence and in his presence, fresh fruit grows. So this morning, when I open up these altars, when I open up these altars officially for removing the weight, don't discount yourself from this. Don't, don't say, oh, I think I'm fine. If you think you're fine, you ain't fine. I, I, I'm telling you, I had, I, I had this like mind-boggling experience a couple weeks ago where I literally had some areas in my life that were being revealed to me by the Holy Spirit, and it was an amazing moment with the Father. And I was able to give those, Lord, take these, these things. I didn't even know, all, all just revealing in his presence. Why? Because his presence is so amazing. His presence is so amazing. His presence, you have never arrived. The moment you think you've arrived, you got issues. You have never arrived. I watched my, my grandfather, Dave Colon, and I watched him read his Bible every year until his passing day in his 80s. He read every year. Why? Because you have never arrived. You should always be learning. You should always be growing. I watched as his faith grew. He went from glory to glory, faith to faith. We have never arrived. We are always learning. We are always growing. We are always learning how to bear better fruit. How to bear more fruit. Thank you, Jesus. Before I open up these altars, I want you, I want you to stay seated real quick. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a call for those in the room that you say, I, I say I'm not right with Christ. I need, I need to get right. I need to get right. I need to get right, but you have everybody sitting right now and I'm getting an awkward feeling in my gut that you're gonna call me out. You are true. That is an accurate statement. And this is okay. Why? Because remember, we're all in this together. This is a unified front. We talk about front row warriors battling on the front line saying, come on, we're gonna charge. We want you a part of that charge. So this morning, I'm, I'm gonna ask the question, if you're in the room and you need Jesus in your heart this morning, you, you, you need what we've been talking about this morning, I want that. If you want a presence-driven life, you wanna invite Jesus in your heart, I want you right now to come forward. I'm gonna pray for you real quick and then you go right back to your seat. It's gonna be a real fast experience. This is gonna be incredible. Anybody in the room, you say, I gotta get right with Christ. I gotta get right with Christ. Come on, let's give it up. We got, we got movement. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Come on, somebody else, somebody else. You wanna join, you wanna step out. Now's your time. 
Step out. Now's your time. Come on, fresh fruit. Can I get can I, my prayer team? Can I get my prayer team? Fresh fruit. Fresh fruit. Fresh fruit. Fresh fruit. Come on, this is fresh fruit. She's setting herself up for fresh fruit. Fresh fruit. It's coming. Fresh fruit is coming. Anybody else? Anybody else? You want to join her? You want to step out in faith? Say, hey, listen, I got, I got to do this. I got to do this. I'm going to step over the awkward. I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to use these cement blocks that are on my feet, and I'm going to go. Anybody else? You want to move? You want to move? You want to move? Anybody else? You want to move before I move on? Before I move on? Anybody? I don't want to pass you up. Listen, this is the most important decision you'll ever make. Come on. Anybody? Anybody in the room, you got that nudge. You're like, ooh, I feel like I'm going to vomit. Yeah, because it's, it's the conviction of the Holy Spirit, and he's setting in. It's like, dude, this is so good. You want this. You want this. I've got bigger barns for you. Come on, just make the move. Anybody? Anybody? All right, we're going to pray. I want everybody I want everybody to join me. We're going to pray this together. Okay, let's pray together. You ready? Say, Jesus, we invite you in to wash us clean. Take away the sin. And we invite you into our hearts to take over. We love you and we thank you for who you are, for what you've done, and for what you're going to continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can we celebrate? Can we celebrate? Come on, stand up all over this room. Stand up all over this room. Come on, spend a moment and praise him. Spend a moment and praise him. Spend a moment and praise him. Come on, spend a moment and praise him. Spend a moment and praise him. Spend a moment and praise him. He's worthy. some weight down. We're going to lay some weight down. We're going to lay those branches down. We're going to lay that down. We're going to lay that down. We're going to lay those branches down. God has already revealed to you some things that you need to lay down, so you already know. So if you're going to sit there in your seat, I want you to know that you're, you're clean. Like, hey, listen, I got nothing. God has already revealed to you. If you've got, if you've got some, some branches that need to be deleted, come on. This altar's for you. Let's move. Let's move. Come on, move as a church. Let's go. Let's move together. Come on, we're laying down some branches that need to move. Moving down. Come on. We're laying down some branches that need to move. And right as you get up to the altar, just go ahead. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. He'll, he'll take the weight. He'll take the branch. He'll shred it up in the tree shredder. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Freedom in Jesus' name. Freedom in Jesus' name. He's removing. He's pruning this morning in Jesus' name. Come on, give it to him. Just cry out to him. Lord, remove. Remove in Jesus' name. Remove in Jesus' name. We give it to you, Lord. We give it to you, Lord. We give you all of us. We give you every area of us, Lord. Even the areas that we've been holding back from you, Lord, we give them to you right now in Jesus' name for complete freedom from dead things in Jesus' name. There's life. There's life arising. There's life arising. As the worship band plays, I just want you to, to, to sing out praise because as we sing out praise, things drop off. Things get loosed in Jesus' name. Things get loosed in Jesus' name. Come on, we're going to worship. We're going to worship together.
Thank you, Jesus. I had a, a vision of, of, of a bud. <laughs> mm. Where the branch was cut off, it was like a bud was growing of new life. And God said, as we delete the old, I will bring fresh anointing. As we cut off the old, I will bring fresh anointing. In Jesus' name. And dude, God, God is working. Oh man, he's working. I can feel it. Woo. Man, his presence is so good. His presence is so good. Come on, I just want to see every hand lifted as high as you can get it. As high as you can get it. And I, I want you to give God everything. I want you to give God everything right now. Lord, we give you it all. We give you it all. We give you it all. I just feel it so heavy in my spirit. Lord, we give you it all. We give you it all. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, get us ready. Get us ready to bear more fruit than we've ever bared. As we spend time in your presence on a daily basis, get us ready for the fruit to come. Thank you, Lord, for getting rid of the old. Thank you for pruning the old, getting it out, getting it gone. Lord, now we go into the prepping season of building bigger barns to hold what you're going to bring. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For those of you striving for healing today in your bodies, time in his presence. Time in his presence. Lord, right now, we speak health and wholeness over this room. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name health and wholeness in Jesus name mm. in Jesus name thank you Lord thank you Lord we give you every area of our life every nook and cranny every inch it's all yours Lord it's all yours Lord we choose today to praise you we choose today to love you we choose today to drive into you and all that you are now go with us as we go. Go with us as we walk. We love you and we thank you, Jesus. Let your presence follow us wherever we go. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on, everybody said, amen. Come on, can you worship him? Can you praise him for a second? He's worthy. Can you praise him for a second? He's worthy. Yeah, yeah. He's good. He's been good. 
He'll always be good. Get ready. Get ready for tomorrow's encounter. Get ready today for tomorrow's encounter. And then tomorrow, get ready for Tuesday's encounter. And then Tuesday, get ready for Wednesday's encounter. Do I need to keep going? And then Wednesday, get ready for Thursday's encounter. Okay? Be intentional about his presence, and he'll be intentional about you. Have a fantastic week. We love you. Strive to be in his presence this week. Enjoy. Thank you.